Welcome back, Mountaineers. I'm Sydney Wentz with a new episode of the DA Digest, the podcast where you hear the inside scoop on the DA's top stories from the writers themselves. Today, we are sitting down with Trenton Strait. Trenton's newest story is a print-only exclusive covering the students and staff who have still not gotten tested for COVID-19 nearly five weeks into the semester. Trenton, thank you for sitting down with me. Welcome to the DA Digest. What would you like our listeners to know about this story? Who did you interview? What are some important facts that the WVU community needs to know about this story? Yeah, thank you for having me, Sydney. So this week I uh, looked into student conduct's current situation with uh, you know COVID violation numbers. I spoke to uh, the Carrie Showalter. She's the executive director at Student Conduct. Um, so some of the numbers she uh, sent my way were pretty interesting and you know, gave a rundown of the current situation that we're looking at. You know, as numbers are going up everywhere across the state, um, likely student numbers will continue to kind of show that here at the university. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is the uh, mandatory testing. So back in August, so August 17th, they started requiring students and employees. That was, that was the deadline to complete the mandatory testing and to complete the COVID module. So of course, there was still an outstanding number of students that did not complete those two things. Um, so uh, Carrie, Carrie said that last week they started sending out letters to some of these students that hadn't completed testing. Um, and since then, you know, I think she said there's a total of 783 students they sent letters to that hadn't completed mandatory testing. So this is like the return to, to campus testing, uh, if your contract trace and uh, asked to, to test. And what happened after that was there's about uh, 430 students now that are labeled as non-compliant. So what that means is that when, as Carrie described it, you get till the next Friday after receiving one of these messages from student conduct to complete your testing. And if you don't complete the testing, they mark you as non-compliant by that date. Um, so there's still about you know four, 430 students. So as you can tell, there's, there's still an issue with students completing testing on the campus level. And what will happen to those non-compliant students or the people that are labeled as non-compliant? Yeah, that's a great question. So students that are non-compliant, uh, testing is one of the more minor violations as uh, student conduct puts it, but um, they can face judicial holds on their student accounts, which basically just prevents them from scheduling for the next semester. So as you know, a lot of students will begin to start scheduling for the spring semester soon. Um, if you're one of these students and you have a judicial hold placed on your account, that basically means you won't be able to schedule. Um, there are a number of other uh, student conduct violations that can be applied as well. Um, now, one of the more other serious offenses I wanted to talk about what that they mentioned um, was quarantine and isolation. So there's a number of students that have been ignoring quarantine and isolation requirements. So when it comes to quarantine, if you're a contract trace, you're required to quarantine if you're unvaccinated for 14 days. If you're vaccinated, you wear a mask for 14 days, or it's highly recommended, but you are required to quarantine. So uh, on the other hand, isolation is that if you test positive or positive for COVID-19, you're required to isolate for 14, for 14 days, so two weeks. Um, these students, uh, the way Carrie put it, this is kind of a more severe violation, and it's very, in not all cases, but in some cases, depending on how you know, flagrant the violations are, or how serious, if they're repetitive, if this happens more than once, uh, these students could possibly face separation from the university, and as, as Carrie put it, which basically just means suspension. Uh, under very severe cases, this even could lead to expulsion, but this is very rare and they consider it. All of these decisions aren't finalized by student conduct. They actually will have meetings with these students and then they'll go through a, a hearing where a third party adjudicator will actually rule on 
the uh, violation. So that's kind of the, the final say-so of what happened to these students. Um, but since last Friday, um, the total number, of, um, total number of students that have avoided quarantining and isolating when required to do so has uh, roughly doubled. So since the beginning of semester, there's been about 25 uh, students that have avoided quarantine and isolation when they're required to do so. Uh, more than half that number is just from last Friday to today, um, which is kind of a, is indicating there is a rise of students uh, ignoring these um, mandates that are put towards them to, you know, stay at home, stay safe, uh, whether that's being required to quarantine or isolate. So you bring up these great points in your article as well, not only about the student conduct conversations and people not getting tested, but also with the validity of the COVID module. Would you mind talking about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. So that's that's a really great point. Um, the COVID module has been echoed by the student or, uh, the sorry the uh, administrators at WVU since early summer. It was said that this module must be completed. It was required for all students and employees, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And that, uh, that deadline, like I mentioned earlier, was August 17th. Um, so since the state, there's still a number of students that have not completed this module. Um, although those numbers could not be shared with me from student conduct, there is, uh, you know, there is an outstanding number of students that haven't still completed it. Um, so the thing is, though, is that as far as uh, Carrie explained, these students uh, that haven't completed the module will not be, they don't consider uh, not completing the module as a direct violation. So if you haven't completed the module and you have no other COVID violations, there's a very, you know, almost no chance of student conduct reaching out to you. Now, if you, if you have another COVID violation, let's say you don't get tested and uh, you get a letter from student conduct during your student conduct hearing, uh, if you haven't completed the module, this is something that will be brought up during your hearing. Um, but basically, they're are not enforcing the COVID module on a level that we expected. Um, they say it was required, but now it's only kind of an afterthought depending on your other violations. And like I said, if you're not a student that has other COVID violations, if you you know aren't required to get tested and you haven't avoided quarantine or isolating when required to do so, then there really is uh, you know you won't be contacted to complete the COVID module. So again, yeah, this is something that they've said has been going to be required for a while, but there's really, it's kind of like, as, as the article implies, there's kind of a lax of you know, enforcing this uh, COVID module. Again, something that they said would be required. All right, great. Thank you for joining me, Trenton. To read Trenton's full story, pick up a copy of the DA this Thursday morning. The DA Digest releases new episodes every Thursday. Listen to the DA Digest at thedaonline.com backslash podcasts or wherever you stream podcasts.